Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. My name is Rachel. I'm here with my husband, Zach, and we have some amazing friends who have joined us here today that we can't wait to introduce That's right. to you. Today's going to get a little spicy. Uh, it should. It should. We are pumped to bring a conversation into, uh, really into like the town hall, I guess, uh, experience of a podcast in the church. Yeah. This is something that sometimes we just really struggle talking about, but anything that God has created he has set up for us to enjoy and he has set up some things for us to partner with and experience the goodness of God and uh, within marriage in particular and that would be sex that's right and so that it may feel off course for uh, our purpose but we really just don't believe that's true so your purpose is to win your world and so uh, and again like Rachel said we want to walk in all the gifts that God's given us. And if you are married, one of the gifts that God has given you is mm-hmm. is sex. And so we know some people, we probably should put this before we start throwing that around, that uh, we know some of you guys uh, listen to this in the car, maybe your kids are around or, or things like that. Whoops. And um, and so just, uh, just know that that's the topic for today. Um, and so, and hey, even if you are, if you are single, if you are engaged and hey, what, what does the word of God, what does, what does the kingdom of God have to say about sex? We're going to process that and cover that. And so, uh, just, uh, just to have another voice other than what the world has to say, what does the word of God have to say? And so, but again, we're not going to do this alone. Uh, we have, I mean, uh, experts really. (laughs) Right. <laughs> <They're> do- <laughs> we, they were, yeah, you know, they're coming, the up and coming experts. I'll be honest. I love my job, but I never get referred to as an expert in that category. So I'm a little, I'm a little bummed about that, but would you tell, tell about who's with yeah, us? So we have with us Kingdom Sexuality, a ministry based out of Canada, and they are going to take some time just to share with us a little bit about who they are. And then we're going to dialogue over a couple of different questions that people tend to have when it Mm -hmm. comes to sex and being married. So we want to take a second and Kingdom Sexuality, which is three different voices now, would you guys just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about where you came from? Yeah, sure. So my name's Alana and I'm here with Tira and Kyle. Um, Yeah, so Kingdom Sexuality began back in 2020 and it was just, I had had a baby and I was in this season of healing from that. And I was like, okay, how can, once my husband and I, once we can be intimate again, um, how can we take this to the next level and make this something that is just more pleasurable, more enjoyable. Cause I was having conversations with friends and they're like, oh yeah, we're like working on multiple orgasms and things like that. And I was like, oh my goodness, what's going on? How can I have this, etc." And so, um, yeah, I just was digging into resources, Christian, non-Christian, just trying to find out what I could and just become a sponge. And, um, over time, it just was such a passion in my heart. And I was like, what does this look like? How do I go from here? Like, is this like something in my local church that I pursue? Is this something, you know, this, that weird moment where you're like, what do I do with this passion <laughs> that I have? And like, how do I channel it? Well, because you can't just start talking about sex you know, with anybody and everybody, right? So I you're, wanted to be you're not. You're saying that it didn't fit neatly inside of the normal ministries at your church? <laughs> well, yeah, it was just like, how, here's a sex you, club. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it every Wednesday night. Yeah, so you could do a book club, you could do whatever. But yeah, I just didn't know 
And um, a friend had reached out and she was actually having some similar passions in her heart. And then from there, we ended up having a Zoom call and she was in a different um, uh, province than myself. And um, yeah, then the podcast was started from there just as like a place of, hey, we're also learning and growing, but we want to help equip couples to find freedom that God intended for marriage and for sex. So that's kind of where everything began. I love that. I think just to stop for just a second and just to highlight something, you know, we're, we're always talking about how God does have well, all of all of our purpose. If you're a Christian is to win your world with the gospel, but God has given us all very unique passions and gifts and things like that. So I just, I think what a great, uh, just opportunity. Cause I'm sure there's people listening or watching who, how could God use this passion I have? And so for you to be faithful and, and continue, and again, something that I'm sure a lot of well-meaning Christians said, hey, this is, you, you, you can't or shouldn't talk about this. Or I just, I just love the faithfulness to find um, a ministry and an outlet for the passion that God put in your heart. And so I just hope that everybody listening, you know, or watching would just take an inventory. Is there a passion uh, or purpose that God wants to use for me to win my world? Um, And so, and it's a fun one. So, you know, we're we're all about it. I I, I love it. And you guys have like a really unique dynamic. um, And I know that your ministry over the last three years has shifted and grown, right? Everything, um, there's a season for everything. And Mm -hmm. in this season, you guys have done a really great job of bringing different perspectives and voices to the table. Because a lot of times when I'm looking for resources about sex, it's like, it's always gender specific. There's... Mm women it's like either women are just talking or men are just talking and you don't get to hear both sides at the table together and there's all these misconceptions that we have because we're siloed and uh, so to find a way that and you guys have worked uh, to be intentional to protect your marriages and to Mm -hmm. honor each other but then to also honor what God's laid out in front of you so we would really just love to hear some just like your insight and some some of the things that you've learned. Uh, we'd love to just kind of, you guys do a thing on Thursday. I think it's every Thursday. We do like the question thing. And yes. you guys, you filter through some questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. it's, if you're not following them on Instagram, <laughs> just give them a follow for Thursdays alone. <laughs> Let's, before we get, yeah, let, let, let's ease some people in. No, I'm just uh, saying, so, I'm just telling you, it's very entertaining. Okay, so uh, h- how about this? How about this? What do you see as the biggest hindrance uh, to intimacy in marriage? As you guys are having these conversations, people are sending in questions. What is the biggest uh, hindrance that you guys are seeing uh, in that space? Well, I think, I mean, one of the biggest ones is, is just the lack of communication. So kind of like how you're saying, you know, we're siloed in the church, our topics, you know, you're always with men, always with women. And then when you're in marriage, it's man and woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now you need to come together and learn how to talk about it. And, you know, we've been told that, you know, sex is such a, you know, quiet, intimate thing that you don't share. And now all of a sudden you are with a spouse that you need to share with and you need to mm-hmm be vulnerable in like what you like and what you don't like and what your expectations are. And so I think like one of the biggest things that we cover in almost every single episode is like 
communication. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you need to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Talking about it is when it opens up and it becomes a time of building and learning about each other and, yeah. and, and also bringing God into that conversation as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially too coming from like depending on where you come from and how you were raised, the whole like purity culture coming out of that and going into your marriage where you've had this resounding um, belief that sex is bad and dirty and wrong because you you know don't talk about it, don't do it because then you'll you might accidentally have sex before you're married, and then you do get married and you're like okay well how how do we try and switch this flip over? flip the switch <laughs> to that it's good and yeah. beautiful and something that God intends for like a married couple to enjoy together. And so that's a really big hindrance, I think as well. It went, and then involves communication because yeah, you don't yeah. know what you like because you've never looked down there to know what your body looks like. Cause you were told don't look, don't touch, etc. Mm -hmm. And so you're left feeling really confused and like, okay, well, I want to be turned on or I want to be aroused with my husband, but I don't know how to to get there in my mind. So I think overall, yes, communication is just the, one of the biggest umbrellas of then everything else. Yes. Yeah, huge. Kyle, is there anything that you would, you would add to that from your perspective? Yeah, for sure. One of the biggest things that we get as a ministry is couples saying one of us has found out the other one has been struggling with porn mm -hmm. and pornography is the biggest thing right now affecting marriages in our experience. Um, this is a huge part of my story. I've shared it in detail. My wife shared it in detail on our podcast, but basically from elementary school till 2021, this was like a massive struggle in my life until my wife finally said, you need help. And so I went through coaching and therapy and group counseling and all that stuff. And thankfully I've had hundreds of days of freedom now, but this is something that can and is destroying marriages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I couldn't agree. I, I was actually going to bring it up. So I'm so glad that you did. I was, I had a really, uh, a, a big issue uh, being addicted to porn growing up as well. And so, um, and I, I mean, we counsel people on a regular basis. I would, I just, it's huge. And um, I, I don't know if the studies uh, included Canada or not, uh, when I used to lead student ministry, the last time I read, the average age a kid to see in porn now is eight. And so, like, it's it's significant. And so uh, there's going to be some uh, men uh, and women listening to this who are either right in the middle of it um, or need to be equipped to help other people live in freedom from pornography. Because I agree, I think it's one of the biggest um, ploys from the enemy towards uh, intimacy, sexuality, identity across the board. And so I know you mentioned a couple of things you did there, Kyle, but if you would just say, Hey, what's like the, what's a number one tool that you would say, if you're going to do one thing to start to walk in freedom from pornography, what would that be? Confession, confess it to a brother or a trusted person. If you're married, confess it to your spouse. Um, yeah, get it out in the open because when it's in the darkness, that's when the enemy uses it to his advantage the most. But get it out into the light would be the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah that's so good. I totally agree. And hey, I want to go back to something that we we're familiar with because we when I say we, all of us, because the five of us, this is a passion for ours. We've grown up in this this space a little bit. You mentioned purity culture, and mm -hmm. so now the thought that there's anything negative with purity culture sounds like an oxymoron um mm, yeah 
but just just because if you, I, I know some people on here that I love and their parents and their their kids are in high school or college and it's like, well, daggum purity culture, sign my kid up twice. Like I'm I'm down to clown for that, right? <laughs> Um, uh, but however, we, we have, we know, and, and even me, like some, I, like I lost my virginity at 13 and some of this stuff, like some of the things I, I wish were different. Um, but I don't think that like, and again, I know you referenced it a little bit and we, this, the whole podcast isn't about that, but, um, the purity culture really went almost too far to one side. Right. Yeah. And so let's just talk just a little bit about, um, you know, and, and I think communication is probably the biggest thing to get us in uh, an appropriate middle spot uh, with whether we're talking, whether you're a student yourself or you have kids or students, who, whatever the situation might be. What would it mean that purity culture has gone too far? And then how can we get to a healthier middle? Mm, that's a great question. I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think purity culture was really, really well-meaning. Like it had mm-hmm. very good intentions, obviously. Um, but I think when, when people, you know, it's like they shared like images of like, if you have sex before you're married, you're like a chewed up piece of gum and you're never going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Or it's like you, those things where you pass the rose around and at the end, the rose comes back over the front. This rose is never going to be the same as what it was. And you just think of the shame that that's putting on people who have slipped up and have gone too far or, and then they feel like they're not pure anymore and so it's like well screw it like I can't live up to those standards right and like so I think that's the part that to me was was maybe over the top where it's less it's less focusing on okay how can we honor God with our bodies and how can we have accountability with people around us and mentors to help you know guide us in these conversations that we can share our struggles with as like young adults or you know young people growing up versus sharing these like images that are then making people feel yeah like they're never going to measure up yeah yeah i think too it period culture focused so much on the negative right Mm -hmm. i I never remember growing up hearing sex is a good thing right sex is from god it is a gift when you get married it's going to be awesome it was only talked about up until marriage as a bad thing right Right. don't do it (laughs) You know, it's a big sin if you do it. Mm -hmm. No one ever said how amazing it can be once you're married and that saving yourself for marriage won't guarantee it is going to be perfect, which is something we can talk about later, Mm -hmm. but that it is a gift to be saved for marriage and a good gift. Yeah. Well, and it's all, I, I think one of the things, you know, you said, you talked about helping to bring it back to the middle is reminding ourselves and teaching on like the restoration of Christ, like what the, um, the reconciliation that the cross provides for us, not just to the Lord, but Mm -hmm. also to each other. And, um, so, you know, knowing, Hey, Zach didn't, I, I was a virgin until I got married and knowing like our, our history was different. We had this conversation. I'll never forget. Like we're in the car and, um, we were having this conversation before we got married. He said, Hey, I wish I could give that to you. And, um, I was like, Hey, you know, has the Lord redeemed you and restored you? Has God forgiven you? Well, I forgive you. And that's, that's where we are. That's where we stand is in, there's enough grace and there's enough forgiveness. Grace doesn't give us a license to sin, 
But boy, oh boy, I need the grace and the mercy of the cross every day uh, in all places of my life. And he can redeem and restore anything and make anything beautiful. That's right. And so I just, I think if we're talking about, hey, how do we bring back sex to a healthy part of the conversation, pre-marital and post, right? There is enough grace and forgiveness in the cross to redeem and restore anything. That's right. And I think we have a bad habit of any time uh, because we just have this this cancer of comparison going on inside of us that anytime we want to make something look good or bad, we have to compare it. But just talking about it, like how God's designed it, which is inside of the, the confines of marriage, it's great. And that that's enough. Like that, it, it's enough to say, hey, now th- there are some there are some things with soul ties and things like that. I think there are some warnings um, if you do use, like just like any gift that you use uh, that God designed outside of His design, uh, there are repercussions. Um, and I, I don't think that we shy away from those at all. But I do, I'm going to encourage, we're going to encourage people, uh, which is going to be one of the most cringy things they've ever done in their life. But we're going to encourage uh, parents to listen to this with their college student or their or their high school student you know um it just to help start this conversation uh because you know i think the because of that stat about pornography one of the things our student pastors say if if you wait till eight it's too late and we mm-hmm. believe in the power of the narr- the first narrative and so we do not want uh someone on the bus mm-hmm. or a, a post or something like that setting the narrative about uh, this gift from God, you know, that, that is sex. And so I, I, that's great insight. So what about this? What just with the questions you guys are getting um, and the conversations you're having, what are some misconceptions that people carry? And I think we probably talked a little bit about it with the purity culture, but what are some misconceptions people carry about sex? Yeah, I'd say like we just kind of talked about that sex can't be had for pleasure. I think people kind of come in, it's like we consummate the marriage and then we have sex when we're ready to have babies and, Hmm. or people have regular sex, but they don't have the mindset that this can be just a God glorifying thing by us having this amazing pleasure. Um, Pastor in my church, he always says like, you know, if an orgasm is the peak of pleasure on earth, it's just a pointer to heaven. And I love that because, you know, I think sex can be glorifying to God because God does want to see us have pleasure. He does want to see us have joy. And sex is one of those ways that we can honor each other, honor the covenant and glorify God. Yeah. And I think along with that, like that comes with purity culture too, is that um, receiving pleasure as a woman, I think is one of the biggest things, you know, we're told, you know, you'll have to do it. You know, your husband needs it. Um, So make sure you are always available, you know, otherwise he'll go to porn or he might have an affair. And so the act of sex is more like, oh yeah, this is my, this is my marital duty. Yeah. I will be here and yeah, it might be okay, but she's not receiving pleasure. She's not intentionally, okay, this is, this is something that Mm -hmm. feels good. This is what I need. This is what I need. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the misconception of it's the man who needs sex. Mm -hmm. Like that's Mm -hmm. even, even in normal culture like not even in christian culture too you know if you see on sitcoms once they're married it's the man who wants the sex who's right. begging the wife come on yeah. and the wife goes no i'm too I tired have have, like it, yeah. there is nothing that drives us to be like oh yeah the wife and the mom need sex mm-hmm. you know if we see that that's like whoa that's abnormal yeah. and it shouldn't be like that yeah. narrative both men and women 
should receive pleasure in sex and it should be a, a need within a marriage for both parties, not just one. Yeah. I think it's one of the things that um, it's, it's sad. Like when I'm talking to married couples and they're really struggling and, and I, we start to ask questions about, Hey, talk to me about what your sex life looks like. And because women have been fed this narrative that, Hey, you know, you're just, or lack thereof, like you're not going to enjoy it. And then mm-hmm. there's this deception. I was such, it's crazy. Netflix was like feeding me a show. Uh, it was like, hey, you should watch this show about these women who are in the middle of like, they're miserable in their marriages. And what the show it basically communicates is, hey, if you have sex outside of your marriage with other men, it's that's where you're going to start to get satisfaction because your husband is in yeah. a place where you could receive satisfaction. There's something wrong with marriage. And so it's marriage that's the problem with bringing satisfaction in sex. Women are actually, your satisfaction is outside of marriage. So you should go party and go enjoy. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> this wow. is This is crazy, you know? And it's heart-wrenching that this is there's this deception that we're buying both men and women that Mm -hmm. satisfaction can't be found inside your marriage this Mm -hmm. beautiful covenant that god created Mm -hmm. and there's this peace that we do desire men and women both and that the only way to find it is outside of marriage now what would you say if you say hey if you're in your marriage and hey, you're just not, this is not a pleasurable thing. Like it's a part of your marriage that has become, it's been a duty for a long time. Or hey, my spouse doesn't pursue me. Or, you know, I know I'm not pursuing my spouse. I was having a conversation with a friend the other night and I said, hey, like, you know, your husband wants to be pursued too. Um, you know, just like you want to be wanted, he he wants to be wanted. Um, you know, what would you say, what would be a, a recommendation or encouragement you would give to someone if that's where they're sitting at in their marriage today? I think I think we need to change, like Tira was saying, I think we need to start by changing our beliefs around sex. You need to mm-hmm. change your belief that it is for both of you equally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a huge start. Because another thing is, like going back to the misconceptions, I think, I knew nothing about the female orgasm coming into marriage. I just assumed that we're going to have sex and we're both going to orgasm at the exact same time and fireworks are going to go off. I I didn't know that that wasn't how it happened, right? Um, And I didn't know that, like, for most women, they're not going to orgasm with with penetration, right? It's going to be clitoral stimulation or stimulation elsewhere. Like, those are other things. So I think we need to educate and inform ourselves mm-hmm. to the point that we have this belief of what is sex actually like in marriage? What does the Bible actually say about marriage? What does God actually intend for sex in marriage? So I think it all starts with going back to the word. What does God say that sex is for? Who is it for? And how can we honor each other in that? So just so you guys know, there are I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking about because something you just said, Kyle. I on Sunday morning before I preach, there's a group of guys that I sit down with and we and we pray, and some of them are older. You know, they're gonna be my dad's age or my grandfather's age, and they usually bring stuff up about the podcast. And um, I can't imagine <laughs> that uh, clitoral stimulation is not gonna be something that's brought up. And uh, I'm not to try to put that in my mind before I preach. And Kyle. Will I blame you for that specifically? I will. I will. I'll take um, it. 
Um, so, uh, He'll take it as long as the conversation gets on the table, go, man. There you go. So, uh, but something that we always say from a misconception perspective is, um, you know, uh, especially when we were doing students and stuff like that, we would talk about porn and princesses. And we all have an outlook on romance, uh, relationships, which includes sex. And if you grow up watching porn and that is your education around it, then you have a very, like, how, how a woman performs, like, uh, the, the uh, foreplay or lack thereof leading up. Like, this is how, and I think that's part of the reason why stop, stopping looking at porn is such a challenge. Uh, but then on the other side, even though, like, it's way more accepted um, and is, is what, for a lot of, uh, you know, young ladies, you know, this, this princess mindset that, hey, like, this should be done, like, all, all the things around it, I, I should be pursued. Like, like mm-hmm. there should be chocolates and roses and dates and like if you know. And so we we try to tear that down. Again, going back, I think communication will something we'll continually come back to. But you know, I think it is important. Um, e- even when you think about like the lies that you believe about yourself, we think it's important to go back and hey, when did it, you pick up this lie? If you think you're dumb mm-hmm. or lazy, you're not pretty or mm-hmm. whatever going back like when did what what made me believe that and so for people you know look like listen to this if you think like that sex is supposed to be this way and it hasn't turned out that way or something you know there's a even a conviction of the holy spirit during our conversation so far you know just going back and asking why is that you know mm-hmm. if i if i think that rachel should pursue me you know and i i should i should just be able to i i i've I've worked all day. I'm tired. Whatever. She she should really not just pursue me, but do all the work. Why do I think that? You know, yeah. oh, I think that because of how much how I looked at porn growing up, and like even though I wish it wasn't the case, like a lot of my feelings around it or these things around it that that's what that's what created. You know, that's what um, yeah. really set the Oculus men to the mind's eye around it. And so um, again, I think from a misconception perspective, like. Uh, it, it's a big deal. Yeah, well, what's educating me about sex? And I think it's fair. The church needs to have this conversation because it's this beautiful thing that God created. And more than likely, it is sources and things outside of God's word that's informing us about yeah. what sex is and what's it, what it's designed for. And it's no wonder that we come out with all these misconceptions because Disney has set us up one way for women in pornography, another way for men. And now women, honestly, as well, the statistics of um, addiction to pornography in women is increasing dramatically. Mm-hmm. So obviously there are these needs and desires that we have. And because we've been educated from the wrong place first mm-hmm. yeah. we're we're finding ourselves lost and damaging uh, you know experiencing just heartache and brokenness yeah. because mm-hmm. we're using this beautiful thing outside of its design so so for you guys um again as people are just processing where they're at how can couples begin to seek healing um, if there is brokenness in the sexual aspect of their relationship what are some steps that we can take towards healing and towards uh again god's restoration Mm -hmm. and experiencing sex how god intended what are some ways that we could step towards healing i feel like mentorship is a huge would be a huge help in part of that like to find someone who like no matter where you're at in your journey whether it's like you are dating or you're engaged or you're newly married 
or you've been married for a long time to have someone, if you're like, just to, to come alongside you and be like, Hey, this is where we're at. This is what we're struggling with. Um, but then more so depending on kind of what's going on in your life, I would recommend counseling as well, like to get outside help and, um, and to realize that there's no shame in that. Like it's, it's, yeah. you're doing your marriage a betterment by doing that, by setting it up now versus like waiting the 10 years and looking back and be like, Oh, we should have just done it then or else, yeah. you know? So yeah. I think those are some first steps that would be helpful. And I think like not to toot our own horn, but like yeah. following us, <laughs> finding resources, we, yeah. Mm-hmm. Finding resources, you know, like we come up with, Alana comes up with great, um, you know, connect questions and things to start talking about things you know, often in our episodes, we even say, you know, like, if this is something you want to speak with your spouse about, tell them to go listen to this podcast, like to this episode and say, Mm -hmm. this is something I want to chat about Mm -hmm. after, you know, like just opening up the doors again of communication and yeah. Yeah. And finding good resources that feel good. Um, challenging, feel good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I want to quickly go back to the mentorship thing, because I think a lot of people love the idea of mentorship and have no idea how to start it. Right. Mm. Um, And so I want to encourage everyone listening. If you want a mentor, find someone in your church that you look up to Mm -hmm. and just be bold. Like I was at a men's, uh, I was at a men's site at my church and they brought this guy up to speak and I'd seen him around church before. And he spoke about kind of like the disciplines of his life. And I'm like, I want that. And so as soon as he finished, I went up to him and said, hey, I love what you said. Will you mentor me? And he said, yes. And we've got a great mentorship now. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to do that, right? I, yeah. It took me a long time that night <laughs> to even go up there. I was ready to leave. And like, I, Holy Spirit <laughs> convicted me like, hey, no, that's the guy you need. Mm-hmm. Go do it. Go be brave. Go be bold. So it does take stepping out in yeah. faith, in boldness mm-hmm. to seek that. And I think it is super, super important. Yeah. Uh, the same thing happened to me. I was at, I, I was feeling like, okay, I need, I need a lady to, to mentor. And I had gone to a women's conference thing and I prayed about it. I was like, oh God, who, who should like highlight the person? And it was the pastor's wife. And she was speaking. I'm like, oh, no way she'll have time for me. Like she doesn't even know who I am. And yeah, that Holy Spirit convicted. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll go ask her. And yeah, she said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, definitely pray about who like highlight the person mm-hmm. and yeah. And then be bold and step into that. Another thing too, is I think just, just starting anywhere is to begin to pray, like mm-hmm. just start praying over your marriage and over your sex life. Yeah. Cause I think there's a big disconnect for people to, to be able to like, to pray over their sex life and, mm-hmm. and ask the Lord to bless it and to breathe life into your marriage. And so I think even that as like a baseline step, you want to start somewhere to start mm-hmm. praying and waiting expectantly for the Lord to, to move in your marriage. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I think I, I love, I, I didn't know how you were going to answer, but I think the mentorship, I just couldn't like, mm-hmm. I couldn't uh, echo that more. And uh, uh, I bet it's the same in different ways, but it's the same for men and women that this is supposed to be private, you know, and that is one of the enemy's best lies that he's whispered in the last hundred years. He's done it with our faith, you know, like you don't, you don't share that you're a Christian or the gospel or whatever. Hey, faith, you know, faith is private, which, which is not biblical. You know, it's not, it's not right. Like, like actually, how much do you have to not really care for somebody to not share about heaven and hell with them? It's a big stinking deal. And, but the same thing with, the same thing with, you know, like your sex life. And um, I mean, I, I honestly, like whenever, whenever we mentor people, I'm telling you, 
whenever we'll ask, if you ask somebody, and there's a lot of people on here listening and uh, probably similar for, for your audience, but for us, a lot of people who are taking time to listen to this, like there's a certain level of maturity um, to their walk with the Lord, um, for, for them to take time to, you know, to discover their purpose and to pursue it and to win their world. And so I always like to, let's not just talk about the people who are on the struggle bus, but I really think it's important to talk to these like mature people. I'm telling you, like whenever you ask, uh, at least I can speak from the, the man side. Like if you ask another man, Hey, how's your, how's your, um, how's your time in the word? How's your time in prayer? And if they're married, how's your sex life? And does it suck the air out of the booth sometimes? A hundred percent. But like, it's those people that care the most about you. Everybody asked how my day's going. Like the, the, my waiter or waitress asked how my day's going. Like that doesn't show that you love me. That just shows that you have some semblance of, of, of like EQ, like you're like that you didn't want to be awkward, but the people who really love us are the people who are pursue some awkwardness. And so if you're a godly man or if you're a godly woman and you care about other people living in God's fullness, I just want to encourage you. So like what you guys said to look for mentoring, I want to flip the script on our audiences that we would look for somebody that we could mentor. Yeah, um, especially I to, if you're walking in victory. 100%. I mean, that's one of the things we love to do is, you know, we, uh, you know, Zach's experience with pornography and all of that. It's I talk to a lot of wives. Hey, how do I love my husband? in this how do I, I I'm broken and I'm hurting and so if you've experienced something in your marriage especially you're walking in freedom in your sex life to withhold from others like what it is to walk in victory man mm-hmm. like what it this is why Jesus said you're not doing life alone like yeah. <laughs> you know a cord of three strands is not easily broken and so linking arms with someone and encouraging them and helping to give them practical advice it may not even be exactly what they need but working together to find resources and praying over somebody and with somebody boy I'm grateful for the people who loved me enough to pray with me over the broken places of my life. Now that I'm walking in victory, I can help somebody else find their way out of the wilderness too. That's right. And a practical thing. And you, you guys, uh, if y'all haven't talked about this, I think this would be huge uh, for what you do. But when we do marriage counseling and stuff, Rachel always, we're, we're, you know, they'll know who they are when they listen to this, but we just finished up some marriage counseling, you know, yesterday and she told the, the young lady, Hey, you and I are going to go get coffee. I know exactly what they're going, you know, they're going to go to fantasy world. Um, they're going to, they're going to talk about lube and some different things that makes everybody cringe. Um, but somebody because again, like like y'all said, if 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 it's in the dark, the devil owns it, yeah. and, and and this is this is such a gift, and you guys will love this. This is just a snapshot into our culture. My dad uh, was our senior pastor before me, and and we would do weekends where we did the um, like where people sent in questions, kind of what show you guys do on Thursday, and you've probably had this question asked to you. Uh, but well, have, yes. somebody sent in like, what's off? And my dad, this was off the cuff. It's live questions. And uh, somebody sent the question, what's off, like, what's out of bounds? What's off limits in, in, in the bedroom? And my dad said, probably in the 28 years of pastoring this church, probably the top five thing that's remembered. 
He said, listen, guys, three Ps, no pets, no porn, no other people. And that's that's it. That's that's the only rules there are. If y'all are, are down for it, you do it, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's a simple way to answer it. Yes. No, so when Rachel said a quart of three strands isn't easily broken, I was like, hey, you know, listen, that's in, in biblically, not in the bedroom. Um, so no pets, no poor, no people. Um, that's yeah. so fun. Hey, would you guys, if you said, hey, this is something right now as you, what is it that you're just seeing over and over collectively in trends right now the questions people are asking or the greatest place you're just they are coming and they're pursuing you guys and saying hey here's what I'd love to hear more about or here's where we're looking to walk in victory Mm -hmm. what would you say what area of sex would you say is the that people are kind of looking for guidance in the most the first thing that comes to mind for me just goes right back to the porn. Yeah. Right. Porn recovery. I think getting that out of your marriage, if it's in your marriage is going to be the biggest thing uh, to turn your sex life around. So, and, and wives, if you're listening and you've never had that conversation with your husband or you have no idea if he's ever struggled, I think you're totally within your rights to ask him, just say, Hey, you know, we've never really talked about this. Has this ever been a struggle for you? Mm-hmm. And I mean, hopefully he says no and you believe him. But if he says yes, then, you know, you've got some work to do. And I encourage you to seek out the resources that are necessary to do the work, you know, reach out to your pastor, reach out to a counselor. But porn is by far the biggest thing that we get messages about. Mm-hmm. We have a Facebook group for all of our listeners. And we started like we stopped taking questions on porn in the group because there's so many. So if people just come to the group and search porn, they got enough reading for a few days. So it's, it's easily the biggest one. Yeah. So let, let me, let, let's just hit on that. And I have another question. Just put you guys on the spot. Um, Cause I think that people are going to want to get more resources around this. So obviously you guys have the podcast kingdom sexuality. You, we can find you guys on Instagram those are pretty easy, but if they wanted to like join that Facebook group so they could read those questions and answers and stuff, what what's the best way to do that? Just go to Facebook and type in Kingdom Sexuality Community, and then uh, you'll find us pretty quickly. And if you can't find it there, go to our website, and there's a banner to just click and join. Another um, kind of fun resource that we have, too, is a, we have a monthly intimacy club where we send you ways to connect every day. So through an email, there will be like a normal connection and then a way to spice it up. And each month we change what the theme is. So sometimes it's like fun or romance, um, sex. We've done spiritual, spiritual, physical. Mm -hmm. And so we theme it around that month. And then we get um, sponsors who also give prizes during that month. So if you're one of our members, it's just a monthly draw that we so you get prizes and get connected every month. Yeah. Awesome. And you would say the website is how I would sign up for that right? Yeah. 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 Kingdom sexuality ministry.com. Yeah. Okay. So let, let me ask at least this, this, this question for the people who are on here. Cause I think that we have given, uh, people who are processing like sex and all that kind of stuff. Like that we've given them a lot. And I, I think that even the question I'm about to ask, like people have, we've given them some things, but if you are a parent and you have a middle school or high school or college age, what, you know, um, how, just from the conversation you guys are having, what would be the best way to pursue, um, maybe not, maybe either starting that conversation or 
getting that familiarity going so that the parents can be a educated uh, source in the growth of their students in this area? I mean, we love the birds and the bees. They are, uh, they do a course, but it's, it's mainly teaching when your kids are really little. And so it's just starting the conversation that you can continue to build on that way. It's not just like, Oh, I'm sitting down and having the talk now. It just slowly builds more time to, for the kids to ask more questions. And then as they grow up, it becomes more of a natural conversation. It's not this big, scary topic that we have to somehow tackle through. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So like having just like a million conversations over the span, yeah. instead of just one sit down, like, okay, today we're going to talk about sex. It's just like being a place where your child can know that they can come and ask you questions and not feel like, embarrassed or you're not going to shame them for the questions either, but to know like, Hey, that's a great question. And if you don't know the answer, be like, I'll look into that for you. Or let me think about it and get back to you on that. Just to be able to like, Hey, do you have anything you want to talk to? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think to just let your child know that you are a safe space and you're available to talk to you about whatever it is. Yeah. And I think too, in, in marriages, if you are the the, the couple and you've got middle schoolers or high schoolers, hopefully there is some sort of a foundation laid already. But I would say don't shy away from showing your spouse affection in front of the kids. Show them how much the intimacy that you guys have is important. And I think the actions that you guys show in front of your kids can show the importance yeah. of, uh, you know, intimacy in marriage. Yeah. That it's worth something mm-hmm. worth, something to anticipate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, right. Rachel, or we have a, a daughter that just turned 10. We have two younger boys, but uh, JL, our daughter, uh, this was earlier. So she would have been nine and Rachel had, she had done something, uh, she had done something with or to the kids. And um, you know, I, 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 I don't know how, I don't know. This may also get me kicked out of the King team kingdom sexuality friend group. But um, <laughs> I told, I, I was like, hey, do, do, would you like me? Because our kids do get spanking sometimes. I said, does mom need a spank? And they were like, unanimously, yes. And I said, okay, <laughs> after after I put you guys to bed, I'll, I'll give mom her spanking. Well, J.L., who, who's nine, says, you're talking about sex, aren't you? And, um, <laughs> and I was like, whoa, whoa. And I, I looked I at said, Rachel. Well, we are. And, yes, we um, are. And so... Uh, yeah, so we're living this, and again, like we're, we're living it out, man. Even, it's a wonderful, beautiful thing in our home. That's right. So even though, like, I know we've all talked about today, uh, but even that, like, it, 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 it not in my stomach up a little bit because you want to mm-hmm. do a good job and you you want to do all that stuff. So I just want to encourage everybody as, as we wrap up, um, just that uh, you know, don't don't let the enemy have this one. Don't mm-hmm. uh, just because it might be awkward or or everybody may fall in a little different mm-hmm. like place on openness and stuff like that. Don't let the enemy have this. Let's fight for it yeah. in our personal marriage and in our culture. And so guys, this was a blast. Um, and, and hopefully we'll have some more conversations in the future, yeah. but, um, and, uh, yeah, so all, all of, all of our people check out kingdom sexuality, an amazing resource, mm-hmm. but, uh, we love you guys and, uh, we believe in your purpose to win the world. And thank you so much, uh, guys for, for joining us for this conversation. And, uh, you guys are amazing and, and, uh, we'll see you guys soon. <laughs>